Serves him right, I suppose, although you can't help feeling sorry for them, with both the captain and his brother to deal with. Anyway, here we are, the ballroom. See you later, Stanley. With a flick of the reins and a yelp from the hounds, Clamdigger continued on his way. Stanley watched him go, then turned to face a pair of high wooden doors inlaid with iron. With a sense of relish, he pushed them open. The scene was like a cross between a ballet and a riot. Far away, at the other end of the galoon's gigantic ballroom, he could see a band of white-coated waiters dueling with a group of ruffians while simultaneously laying the tables. In the middle of the room, a man on top of a teetering stepladder was cleaning a chandelier while avoiding the blows of a huge hammer wielded by a troll-like creature. As Stanley watched, the monster's weapon made contact with the chandelier itself, dislodging a precious crystal which dropped towards the floor. But far below, a woman in leather trousers and a cocked hat put out a hand at precisely the correct moment to catch the crystal, without so much as looking up from the book she was reading. "'Do you take this lady, Isabella Croucher, to be your lawful?' she read, as she flung the crystal back into the air. Up the ladder, the cleaner caught it effortlessly, flicked his ladder around on its axis, and sent the troll sliding across the dance floor where it came to rest in a pile of gold-coloured chairs. "'Thank you, Miss Huntley,' cried the cleaner, at which the leather-clad lady raised a calm hand and carried on reading to herself. "'I, Navigator Huntley, by the power vested in me by you, my captain and friend, declare you man and wife,' she muttered, and carried on pacing. Stanley set off across the floor, jinking to avoid flying furniture, as he made his way towards the distant top table. Despite the chaos going on all around, things were getting done. The tables were laid, and an army of sweepers was crossing the hall to and fro, gathering up indignant marauders along with the dust and debris. The chairs were being laid out by a human chain, which neatly flung each one over the heads of the attackers as if they weren't even there. Stanley could see the raiders were getting more and more frustrated, partly at their lack of success, and partly at the nonchalant way they were being fought off, as if they were no more irritating than a swarm of midges. Stanley stopped as a man swinging a curved sword stepped backwards across his tracks. The man was grunting and sweating with the effort of holding off a smartly clad butler who himself was entirely unruffled. The butler was using a chair to push the swordsman backwards while calmly dictating to his assistant and then we shall need the choir to be ready as the captain and his bride walk back up the aisle. Oh, look, another chair ruined. Seeming finally to notice the fuming swordsman, the butler said sternly, This just isn't on. We have barely enough chairs for guests as it is. Now, please! He flung the shattered chair away. Be! He picked the man up and held him aloft on one arm as if he were a tray of teacups. More! He spun the man round and round. Careful! And he flung him almost carelessly away, where he landed with an oof on the unconscious troll like creature, who hugged him close and began to suck his topknot like a dummy. Now, said the butler, young Stanley Crumplehorn, please get a move on. Those flowers should be on the top table by now. Stop gawping, boys, scurry on. Stanley didn't mind being spoken to like this by Snivens the butler who was a kindly man at heart, so he merely tugged his forelock and began to run again. Now he was nearing the top table, 
where a group of people was huddled together as if discussing something important. An arm flew out of the huddle and grabbed one of the invaders by the hair. It twisted him round like a clockwork toy, and a different person's leg gave him a kick up the backside, which sent him tottering away with a howl. Stanley laughed, which caused the huddle to break up. The first person to turn to Stanley was a tall, beautiful woman with kindly eyes and a glitzy tiara. "'Aha, the flowers!' said the dowager Countess of Hammerstein, bending down to Stanley's height. "'Thank you, Stanley, my darling. I thought for a moment we were going to have a crisis on our hands.' Saying this, she put out an elegant foot and sent a brutish-looking man tumbling under a table. She took the flowers from Stanley's hands and handed them to a pale girl in a purple dress. "'On the top table, I think, Claudia, dear,' said the Countess. "'Yes, am said Claudia, moving away with the flowers.'